And now, The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. Welcome back to our weird show, <laughs> where we're just going to talk in kind of hushed tones to one another. Um, okay, sorry, hold on. Um, <laughs> this is your show, you know. <laughs> sorry, hold on. <laughs> oh, good. We're off to a fantastic start. I've had no sleep for weeks. Give me a break. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> you want a drink or something? Would that help? A little. <laughs> All right. Hi, and welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my judicious sidekick, Ben Needenthal. I will accept whatever that means. I think it's judicious? a word. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what it means, and I don't care to know. Oh, okay. But I'm just going to assume it's good. Yes, okay. it's a, it's a yes. good one. No, I know yeah. what judicious means. I'm not an idiot. I'm are, not that are, much are, of an are idiot. Are you sure? I do. Yes, I think. What does it mean? I'll look it up later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, how are things? Oh, fine, fine. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's exciting times, 2017. Ah, <sighs> oh, yes. Yep, a whole new year for celebrities to just kick the bucket. You know, Boy, so. angry lately. <laughs> a lot of bad, not funness happening. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. So, uh, so what are we talking about today? Well, you know, naturally, with the new year, I want to look back at the old year. Oh, good. Let's <laughs> no. let's relive twenty sixteen. Not really. Um, I think it's important for us to do a look back at the Supreme Court of the United States, so SCOTUS for short, but Supreme Court of the United States, and the big impactful rulings that they made that actually affect your everyday life or could. Okay. Um, But most of us, I would guess, well, attorneys read them, but most of your average everyday citizen probably does not, you know... Get their jollies by reading. Carving out time to read uh, the Supreme, Supreme Court, Court rulings. No, <laughs> right? No, no, not usually. Um, but they do affect you. So no, I'm sure. Yeah, thought we'd go over a few of those. Um, in no particular order of importance. Okay. So all right. First thing, just so we are all clear, um, the Supreme Court runs kind of like a school year. Yeah. Uh, they call it their term. So the 15 to 16 term was from the first Monday in October Mm -hmm. through end of June, first week or two of July. Okay. That's the term. And that's really made up of um, sittings. That's when they're actually hearing the cases. um, Okay. And delivering the opinions. And then the intervening recesses, which is when they are actually writing the opinions, discussing things. Hmm. All right. Okay. So that's what makes that up. So a lot of the cases we're going to talk about may have been argued in 2015. Oh, okay. But the rulings didn't come out until 2016. Okay. That makes sense. So that's what we're looking at. I um, mean, in a situation like that, you don't want people to just make a snap judgment right no. there on the spot. You kind of want them to, to pontificate a bit, as it were. Yes. And one of these cases is actually a repeat case. Okay. So it was up to the 
SCOTUS. Um, I really don't like that SCOTUS. SCOTUS. I, I, it sounds like the part of a, the male anatomy or something no. like that. No, okay, Supreme Court. So yeah. we called the uh, Supreme Court of Ohio the SCO, S-C-O. The SCO? <laughs> yep. SCO. Uh, everything is SCO-net. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways. You nerds. We like acronyms. Yes, okay, you so do. the Supreme Court of the United States um, handled a bunch of cases. Okay. 2015, 2016 uh, term. Okay. Um, but really, one of the big ones uh, was Fisher v. United, or sorry, Fisher v. University of Texas at Austin. Okay. So this was all about affirmative action. Okay. And affirmative action was being challenged. Mm. And whether or not a university or any state school can use race as one factor in their enrollment process. Okay. Okay. So the question was really, um, does that violate rights protected Mm. by the Constitution? Because most of what the Supreme Court rules on is really your constitutional rights. Right. Are they affected or not? Yeah. Are they being infringed or not? Right. Um, So that's the big one. So um, this is the one that has actually been through the court twice. So we call it Fisher 1 and Fisher 2. Okay. Fisher 1 went through in 2013 and the Supreme Court sent it back down to the trial court and said, apply this test. Okay. You, you didn't do it right the first time. Do it again. Okay. All so right. then it came back up. So you got to think this case really started probably in 2011. Okay. Or before, actually. All Maybe right. even more like 2009 or 10. Wow. So here we are, 2016. Finally getting a decision on this thing. Yes. A okay. for real final decision. And that's because you start at the trial court and that takes a year or two to get through. Okay. And then you go up to the Court of Appeals, and that takes about six months to a year, depending on the court. Mm -hmm. And then you can appeal to the Supreme Court. And they get to choose which cases they hear. Okay. And then if they hear it, you argue it, and then they, at some point, issue a decision during that term. And then in this case, the Supreme Court kind of punted. They said, you didn't do it right. Do it again. Try again. Came back. So what the ruling really said was the University of Texas's uh, consideration of race as one factor among many, can't mm-hmm. be the only factor, but as one factor as far as college admissions survives strict scrutiny. So that's when we're dealing with certain rights, mm-hmm. the standard that the court looks at to examine whether or not someone's rights are being involved. Mm-hmm. There's multiple standards, but when it's a race issue, we look at strict scrutiny. That's okay. a really high standard. Yeah. So, you know, they look at that, but it survives strict scrutiny and does not violate the Equal Protection Clause. Okay. So, All right. Ends that discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, colleges get to continue to use race as a a factor. Okay, can't right. be the only factor, but it does get to be included. Right. Okay. So that's the first one. All right. Um, which again kind of makes sense. Keeping yeah. diversity and I, I don't know that much about the the whole issue to be make an informed opinion on the thing, but I mean, yeah, fair enough. If the Supreme Court says that it stands up to. The scrutiny, I, but you know, they seem to know what they're doing, I guess, for the most part. Well, right. So this, you know. this was the case that um, it got the hashtag Becky with the bad grades. 
And the argument really was that universities were allowing in students who had performed worse than other students because of race. Hmm. So race was the winning factor, okay. not your grades. So they were admitted because they were black or because they were a minority or whatever it was, because mm-hmm. instead of the okay. So that that's what the argument was. Okay. Is that colleges were taking less intelligent or can't even say less intelligent because they're grades. I right. mean right. people who had performed lower worse. marks. Yeah. Yeah. Lower yeah. marks. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, that's really what that one was coming down to. Um, okay. And it makes sense. All right. So okay. So you know, we've tried it. We've heard it. We're all taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, a lot of these cases are happening in Texas <laughs> that we're going to talk about today. So hmm. something's happening in Texas. The Lone Star State. The Lone there you Star go. State. So next one, all about abortion. Fun, my favorite topic. Right, favorite topic. Yay! All right. Um, so naturally, everybody has heard of Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. Okay, said abortion is is legal. Right. Okay, but just like anything, states can regulate. Mm-hmm. Well, in Texas, it's this is the case of Whole Woman's Health versus Hellerstead. Um, so in Texas, they passed some laws that mm-hmm. specifically said, for the purposes of protecting women's health, mm-hmm. all abortion clinics must have doctors who have hospital privileges within 30 miles of the clinic mm-hmm. um, or surgical center. Um, I think that was also part of it. Um, and um, and that's admitting privileges. Okay. So you doctor can immediately admit okay. um, within 30 miles. Well, the issue was that that would shut down 75% of the state's abortion services. Okay. Because a lot of doctors don't have admitting privileges at hospitals. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Right. So your average family physician... Um, an OBGYN generally does just, mm-hmm. you know, because they're delivering Birth. babies, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> kind of important. Yeah. Often done at a hospital. Sure. Not always, yeah. but you know, often. Um, so not all doctors have admitting privileges because they don't need them. Right. As a general rule. So that was the limitation. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of debate and, what was determined was that restrictions on abortion providers must be based on convincing medical evidence. Okay. And their burdens cannot outweigh the restrictions' health benefits without unconstitutionally unduly burdening a woman's right to abortion. Okay. Okay. So what that really means. Yeah, layman's terms for me. <laughs> right. Um, basically, what that means is, um, or this ruling will prevent many of Texas's abortion clinics from being closed. Okay. And will likely result in the repeal of similar laws across other states. Okay. So they're basically saying, states, you can't limit it that much. Right. Fair enough. Without convincing medical evidence. Right. Right. Um, now, if this was still back pre-Roe versus Wade when there were – Things happening and people dying because yeah. they were, you know, yeah, doing back 
back you know, alley back, abortions. Back alley yeah. abortions. It, different story. Sure. But this is about convincing medical evidence. So sure. that okay. limits those restrictions. Okay. All so, right. Pretty Fair exciting enough. stuff. Yeah. Um, as you're like, I'm bored to tears. <laughs> I just don't know that much about this stuff, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, well, that all sounds fine, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> all right, well, then this one will be really exciting okay. for you. All right. Do you know what a um Batson objection is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't have to ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Oh, say it again. A what? In- Batson. A Batson? Yep. No. Okay. Never heard of that before. <laughs> so, Batson versus K- Kentucky was a 1986 Supreme Court decision that basically said that prosecutors mm-hmm. could not eliminate jurors for a criminal trial. Okay. Based on race alone. Okay. It prevents people from not being tried by a jury of their peers. So, for instance, a white person on trial with an all-black jury, where mm-hmm. you veto all the white people out. Okay. Or vice versa. Right. Okay. Um, same thing if you're in Florida and you have a Hispanic person on trial, you're in Florida. Right. Population-wise, there should be a fairly diverse jury. Sure. But the prosecution, or defense, but probably prosecution in this case, would eliminate all the Hispanics. Hmm. Well, then that's not really a jury of your peers. No, Because no. it's not setting up a representative juror right. or jury uh, panel. So that's what a Batson objection is. Now, over the years, they've really – that's been diluted. Okay. And it really um, has become extremely difficult to bring that up, to say, okay. wait a minute – you're just getting rid of this person because of race. Okay. It's hard to prove. Right. Well, in Foster v. Chapman, um, this talks about discrimination in the jury selection process. Um, and the court said prosecutors discriminated against Timothy Foster when they removed all black potential jurors from the jury pool on account of their race. Okay. Which violates the Equal Protection Clause. Hmm. So equal protection... Basically, that's the foundation for a lot of this. It's right. you can't yeah. be discriminated against because right. of your race. Right. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. Especially in the criminal world, that's exciting because that means Batson still exists and it has some teeth. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so that's good for our general populace because mm-hmm. you want that diversity in your jury. Sure. That's what makes it fair. Right. So that's a big deal in criminal law. Um, next one is based on voting. Voting. Okay. Right. So we had a really fun election. Let's bring that up again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Looking back at 2016, aren't we all happy? Regardless of the outcome, we're happy the commercials are over. <laughs> <laughs> at least there's that. Yes. You know? Bright side. Silver lining somewhere. Yep. Okay. So... There's a lot of talk about redistricting and drawing lines for voting districts Mm -hmm. and all of that. And there are tons and tons of cases about um, how certain districting lines have been racist. 
okay. have been non-inclusive, have mm-hmm. kept the poor folk in the poor area and sure. rich yeah. people over here. And yeah. you know, there, there's always a lot of debate over redistricting. Yeah. Okay. Well, in Evenwell v. Abbott, we finally have some definition about who counts as one person for one vote. Mm-hmm. Okay, which sounds really simple. <laughs> it seems like right? that should be a pretty straightforward so concept. It's yes. the person or the principle of one person, one vote seems clear. Yeah. But who counts as a person? Um, the arguments are is it only registered voters? Mm. Is it children who count in the population, mm-hmm. but they are not registered voters? Mm-hmm. Um, what about prisoners? What if you have, you know, a prison in your district? No mm. one can vote. Yeah. <laughs> but you have 500 inmates. Yeah. Do they, they count in the total? Or is it really only registered voters Okay. in that area? Well, the petitioners in Evenwell um, wanted the court to say that you have to district based on registered voters. Okay. Because those are the people who are showing up. Okay. That's not what the court said. Okay. Um, the court has been very pretty split on a lot of these decisions. It's been five four, five you know four four five four yeah five three with one dissenting you know right right all sorts of things. This one they were pretty uh, united with, and oh, the yeah. court wholeheartedly rejected the argument that you district based on registered voters. Okay. Instead, you do it by population. Hmm. All right. Um. So that hmm. principle of one person, one vote. Yeah. Not really what we mean. Right. Right. Well, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of things going on in our voting system that are true. But if you really odd, yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about that. But you know, we have. yeah. So, well, but I mean, if if they all came down on this thing and said no, then right. Yeah. But if you think about it. So population makes sense, and if you want to change something, you have to encourage your general populace to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but often districting lines are drawn on how communities are set up. Mm-hmm. So do you necessarily want to draw a division line? No. No, probably not. Based on registered voters... You could basically weight one community against another, yeah, accidentally, yeah. So that's also a concern. So sure, there's no perfect way to do it. No, and no. arguments both ways. But Supreme Court has spoken that this is not the right way to do it. Right. <laughs> yep. They've yeah. they've interpreted yeah. and nope. That's the, yes. that's the rule. <laughs> so unanimous decision on that. Um, I don't know if it was unanimous, but heavily it, favored. It was one pretty, he- yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty heavily favored. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that that was a pretty interesting one. Um, so then there were what I'm going to call um, the non decisions. Okay. Okay. So every once in a while, the Supreme Court gets a case and then punts. Yeah. Okay. Um, especially if it's an issue that they don't, they're, they're, the reasoning is always, it's not ripe for decision, mm. which really just means we don't want to decide it. Yeah. <laughs> or for a long time, because Justice Kalia passed away this year, 
um, they only had eight mm-hmm. sitting on the court. Right. So there were ties. Yeah. And no tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, so we have some issues that right. develop out of that. One of those said issues is United States v. Texas. Mm. Ah, uh, Texas. Ah, uh, Texas. Lots coming out of Texas. Yep. Do we have listeners in Texas? I uh, don't know. We, we probably have a few, yeah. So, hey, this is all about your state today. Howdy, folks. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what this decision said? Absolutely nothing. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> right. Um, it was the most important split decision. So, it was tied 4-4. Hmm. Um, it was... Nothing could be decided. So hmm. basically, um, what this was, it's it's talking about immigration. Okay. So President Obama issued some executive orders. Okay. And those executive orders really um, are the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, also known as DACA. Okay. And also the Deferred Action for Parents of Americans Program. Okay. DAPA. Okay. Okay. The gist of these two were, if you have children who are citizens, mm-hmm. you can't be deported. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, same thing. Um, children of citizens can't be deported. Fair enough. Okay. Makes sense. So that was the executive order. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, this really combined 20, there are 26 states yeah. versus Obama. And this case really brought forth a couple of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and the court didn't really answer any of them. Um, but first it was um, the ability of the states to sue the president. Okay. So All right. issue one, can the states sue president at any point or okay. the administration? All right. Issue two, is there constitutional overreach of the executive branch informing these immigration policies which conflict with laws passed by Congress. So Congress issued sorry, laws. I'm, I'm trying to follow this as okay. much as I can, <laughs> but I'm, I'm way lost right okay, now. Okay, <laughs> so what they're challenging is, so we have we have the three branches of government. Sure. Legislative, mm-hmm. executive, judicial. Mm-hmm. Congress issues laws. Mm-hmm. Obama's two executive orders the DACA and DAPA programs mm-hmm. contradict the laws okay. that Congress made. Okay. All right. So the question is, can a president, mm-hmm. the executive branch, okay. using its executive authority say, nope. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's an issue. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, that was the whole foundation yeah. of our government was to have equal power between mm-hmm. three branches. Mm-hmm. Okay. For checks and balances. Yeah. Well, if the president can just all of a sudden go, mm, nope, hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. You know, for instance, you know, 2015, the biggest Supreme Court case that came out was the, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name, Obergefell? The, it was the decision that... Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Obergefell. Yeah. Yeah. V. Hodges. Yeah. Basically, it's what legalized gay marriage across all states. Sure. Well, so the concern would be if the president can just say, nope. Yeah. And issue an executive order and say, that doesn't matter. Right. Aren't we living in a dictatorship? Mm, yeah. You could make that argument. 
Right. Because yeah. that's the whole point is Congress writes the laws, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court interprets the laws, right. and the executive branch enforces the laws. Right. Right. That's the checks and balance system. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it was tied 4-4 hmm. as whether or not the president can issue an executive order mm-hmm. through these two programs that hmm. contradicts Congress's law. Hmm. Which says if you're discovered, you get deported. Right. I mean, that's essentially the gist of it. There's right. processes and things, but that's the gist of it. Um, and then also the third thing that was argued in the case was the unwillingness of the president to honor the Constitution's take care clause um, by executing the laws that were passed by Congress. Mm. Okay. So it's really a discussion about power and mm-hmm. who has the power to do what. Right. And the Supreme Court said nothing hmm. because they were uh, at gridlock. Right. Um, and really, they really just focused on the standing and the take care issues. They didn't even discuss the third one. Right. Um, but they went through this and basically told us nothing. <laughs> um, well, thanks. Right. Um <laughs> So as a result, millions of immigrants whose deportation uh, proceedings could have been paused by DAPA Mm -hmm. may now see themselves removed from the country. Because that was Mm. the whole point of the executive orders was to say, let's not kick parents out whose children are legal citizens and vice versa. Yeah. We don't care. Mm. Uh, Basically, they're they're not protected. They get the boot. Yeah. That's a big deal considering who was elected. Yeah. Yeah. Who has threatened to build walls and everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, so even though it basically said nothing. Yeah. Well, it's what, it's I mean, it's potential stuff for down the road at this point. So I mean, it's Right. And so, I mean, if they if they're deferring a, a judgment on the entire thing, it sounds like, you know, it's kind of like I mean, that could come down really at any time, you know. So it could. So that's just something that, you know, they were gridlocked for, Mm. and that's the decision, Mm. which means the appointment of a new justice is going to be a big deal. Very big deal. Because which side of that issue, when it circles back, will that be determined? Yeah, exactly. I guess it all depends on who's nominated. So, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Or tapped, I guess, is the right way to put it. Or yeah. maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying things that I think I've heard somewhere before. <laughs> Jeez. The last one um, that I find really interesting, it's also a non-decision, mm. was Zubik v. Burwell, which is um, Obamacare's contraception material or okay. mandate. So Obamacare basically said all insurance has to cover contraception. Okay. Okay. That's part of... Obamacare, Mm -hmm. which naturally raised huge issues for all employers, religious employers specifically. Um, So synagogues, churches, those kind of things. And so naturally, a lawsuit comes out of it. And again, um, the Supreme Court punted. (laughs) (laughs) They said, work it out amongst yourselves. Fair enough. <laughs> um, they they refuse to give an actual opinion. Um, so why that matters to everyone is that religious nonprofits from across the country um, 
have challenged this requirement um, right. under the exemption. And they say that it violates their religious beliefs, which, again, gets that heightened scrutiny because religion is protected. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the court didn't rule one way or the other. Just said, work it out. <laughs> it seems like kind of a cop out to me. Cop well, out. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of an important deal and it's kind of like the deal is now kind of thing, you know, and. I mean, I agree. I agree. I, I imagine it's probably because of gridlock. It's not like they just said, "Nope, we're not deciding on it." Right? Well, they kind of said, "Nope, we're not deciding on well, it." Well, then that's bunk. But in my okay, but he, <laughs> my here's vastly why that, underinformed yeah. opinion. But here's yeah. why that often happens, um, and this I think is important to understand about how the Supreme Court works. Um, you don't want to make law too prematurely. Right. Law moves slowly. Yeah. We may not like it, but yeah. it moves slowly. But once it's there, it's fairly difficult to undo. Right, right. Um, I mean, the gay marriage decision really was undoing a decision from decades before it. Yeah. Or Brown versus the Board of Education undid rulings from decades yeah. and decades. It takes a long time. Yeah. But if you change it too quickly, you could be setting up everyone for failure. Yeah. Um, or other issues. So, um, ironically, it's still go figure it out yourself. Hmm. Um, but Obamacare is still pretty new, so yeah. give it time. Yeah. This will be heard again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a there's a lot of things that came out of Obamacare in general that <sighs> Didn't go so hot. Uh, I dealt with one yesterday, in fact. Oh, really? What <laughs> yeah. was that? Um, because we are uh, a, a small company and everything, we we went we bit the bullet this past year, and we decided to get our own insurance to cover <laughs> ourselves. Woo! Which so you hemorrhage money for for anybody who's listening. Um, first of all, not a straightforward process. No. Not a simple process, and not an inexpensive process, and and it's. You know, do you blame the law? Do you blame the system? Do you blame them both? I think personally you, you blame a little bit of everybody involved because I think everybody's trying to get what they can out of the whole thing. But, you know, yesterday the main thing was like we had to call. I had to call on Tuesday and cancel a single part of a thing that I set up on the um, the, the marketplace and they canceled literally everything that I had in the marketplace. And so it was like, <laughs> oh. holy shit, there goes all of our insurance. <sighs> so I had to call them and get that set back up. And they have this weird policy where it's like, instead of like, you know, just putting you on hold, they sort of put, they'll put you on hold, but they'll go every like 10 seconds. Okay. And I'm still waiting on that, sir. Okay. I'm still waiting on that. Oh, and we're still waiting on that. And it's just like, and you're just like, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. So that was about an hour and a half of my day yesterday. Mm. It's, you know, it, I think it is the right concept aimed in the right direction and exceedingly poorly executed. That's that's my take on it. And you, you probably disagree with me, and that's fine. But Well, I just always have a concern. Whenever you regulate an industry and f make it a requirement – Every, all, there's no competition and rates go up. Mm. And that's what's happened. Yeah. And as a result, small businesses are suffering. 
individuals are suffering and there's no competition and so like for instance um in signing up through the Obamacare website if mm. you there's only certain insurance carriers and those insurance carriers only cover certain hospitals mm-hmm. so if you are with medical mutual you can only go to ohio state mm-hmm. but if you're in a car accident and you're close to let's just say another local hospital like mount carmel mm-hmm. mount carmel is not covered mm. guess well, what I mean, and and that's obviously that's not good. No, you, uh, you know, but the concept of everybody having health care coverage and 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 more affordable health care, I'm one thousand percent in favor of. I think that is right, precisely. but it hasn't made it more affordable. It has no, increased it's, the it's, cost. I think it's and, and I, therefore, yeah, I'm not enrolled. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's you know, I, I'm it. It's going to get figured out over time. It's it's Eventually. it's a long reaching thing. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Anyway, yeah. besides, it's all kind of up in the air at this point. Anyway, so you know. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, they're not going to completely get rid of it. Right. That would cause them big, big issues. Yeah, we I don't, don't think they're going that. to. But you know, we will see. Yeah. So coming soon. Yes. Coming soon. Yes. All right. Anyway. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to your lawyer joke of the week now that we've gone on an insurance tangent. Yeah. Woo! It almost got political there, too, which almost. I generally try to stray Woo. away from as much as I can. That was a close call. Yeah. Um. So first, let's take care of our housekeeping while you search for a joke feverishly. <laughs> Been searching um. for several minutes. The problem is we've used almost all of them. Yeah. And this week we have not gotten anybody writing in yet so yeah seriously please if you listen and you know a good lawyer joke that we haven't said on the show please just send them in who knew there were so few lawyer jokes i really thought you know that with the, it's like blonde jokes you know like i bet there's probably a finite number of blonde jokes you sort of think it's sort of an infinite thing <laughs> you know but yeah you, know. you, you want to switch to blonde jokes yes, next let's okay. do let's, actually yes that would be a lot of fun so switch away sir perfect anyways while well, you continue to prepare for your Role here. Um. <laughs> so my entire role on this show is to <laughs> tell a dumb joke at the very end. <laughs> That's not his only role. Yeah. He does all the technical stuff. <laughs> Anyways, we, we could trade roles if you'd like. Um, I think that would be bad for I listeners. Think that would be the end of our podcast. <laughs> this is what would happen. Right. Yeah. Anyways, if you would like to follow us on social media, please find us on Facebook. That is our primary landing page where you can comment. Get news, suggest topics, ask questions, submit jokes to Ben, um, and all sorts of things for future episodes. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, You can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well, uh, and myself. Uh, I'm on Twitter at The Almighty Ben. Uh, We do lots of things up to including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Route every week. Um, And uh, we have Instagrams and the whole whole kit and caboodle, so just search us on your favorite social networks. And if we appear, click on us. That would be nice. Very nice. If you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. If you like the show, we would appreciate it if you would go over to face or Facebook, whew, iTunes, and Facebook, <laughs> and Facebook, Just anywhere. If you anywhere. see us anywhere, and click like and, and rate, rate us five and stars. review us, we'd love that. Yes. That'd be awesome. Yes. Give us a nice, happy rating. Um, or I helps. guess you could 
really just lay it to us too if you oh, really wanted to. I I prefer you didn't. You know, my fragile ego would probably be crushed, but He'd you know. Cry, it'd be a whole thing. I I'm crying right now thinking <laughs> yep. about it. Anyways, if you would Give us a nice review. It helps us out with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. Yes. And uh, let's see. Uh, I forgot my part. Finally. Yes. We would like to thank you, yes. our listeners. <laughs> see, this is. I should just have you do this from now on. Um, it's because, it's because of, you. of you that our podcast even exists. Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, please hit the subscribe button. And remember, sharing is caring. Jen, would you like to hear this week's Lawyer Joke of the Week? <laughs> Is that a lawyer joke or a blonde joke? Uh, undecided. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what's the difference between a lawyer and an onion? I don't know. You cry when you cut up an onion. Oh. <laughs> that's so that's dark. Mean. That's really dark. <laughs> and mean. Oh, so mean. Uh, but I don't think we've used that one yet. So No, I was yeah. gonna say ogres are like onions, but yeah, you know, no, that's, that's that, all I got. But that's that has real no connection to nope, what we talked about but today. That's the only thing that Anywho, I can think of. Well till next time folks, I'm Ben Needenthal. And I'm attorney Jen Route reminding you that ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.